Two chapter chumps, a reading podcast where three guys read a book and talk about it. My name's Connor. I'm joined as ever by my co-hosts Connor and Josh. And today we are going to be discussing chapters nine and ten of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Two Towers. Uh, how are we doing tonight, boys? Been better. <laughs> I think that's safe to say for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Connor could be doing, you know. I'm, I'm just, not bad. Just uh, terrific. I wouldn't say terrific, but I'm 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 okay. What's ailing you? Um, nothing. I just feel like my default state of con- contentedness is like mm. middling. You know. Yeah. Like I'm, my I default isn't my default is not like happy. You know, that it's like be, middling. That would be nice. <laughs> I wish I had a middling default. Yeah, yours one, is worse. Maybe one day I'll get back up to that point. <laughs> you, you, know? you are lower. Yeah. You are you are below middling. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, not like dirt rock bottom, but like just no, above. no. But but you'll but you'll get there, right? Well, I mean, you got to go down before you get back up, right? I guess. Yeah, that's it's always darkest good, before the dawn. That's a good way of looking at it, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. Come on, I just, you know. I'm just having a bit of fun here. Come on. How low can you know? You know I don't mean it. You know, I poke because I love. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Of course. Do you remember back in middle school when I would chase you with my friend's drumsticks to just poke you in the hallway? (laughs) I don't know why you you said that. It made me think of that. Me? Yes. You would poke me? (laughs) With drumsticks, remember? I don't. I don't, but that's hilarious. <laughs> really? You don't remember that? You would, like, run away. Cause it, oh, I my would, God. I was not gentle about it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know. I mean, now, like, now that you're saying it, like, it doesn't sound, like, alien to me. I'm not like, oh, what the fuck? Right. We were only but a grade I'm... apart, so it was, like, 6th and 7th grade I remember, for me. It would have been 7th and 8th for you. Yeah. That is pretty um, funny. Crossing paths in the hallways. Yeah, and that was the only time it ever happened for us because we went to separate elementary schools and then our the high school was split up in a way where you graduated before I... Uh... Right. So it must have been a two-year difference. Yes. No, no, that's... We, we... No, that's sure. correct. It would be yeah. two years. But we, yep. we would have shared it at high school least, so maybe we just didn't see each other that often. <laughs> I don't it know. was a big school. It was. Anyway... And they would split you up because depending on what grade you were, you'd either be like more on the upper floor or the lower floors too. So right, yeah, the tenth grade was in like the the lower floor, and then I think eleventh grade was like more upper floor. Then the seniors were all the way on the other side of the building, past the yeah. gyms. Yeah, I think they had it pretty divided in the end. So and then the freshmen were just in their own fucking building. <laughs> they were yes. It's fine to think about. I, I barely yeah. ever think about high school. So. You know, Bowling for Soup said that high school never ends, but I don't. It, I feel like it pretty much ended for me. Like, yeah. You know? They also said 1985. <laughs> I, I went to college and I loved college so much more than I did high school. Yeah. I miss a few Definitely. people from my school, but that's about it. Yeah. 
anyway, sorry totally. for the sorry for the non sequitur. No, that's a fun. Uh, I'm glad you shared that little uh, anecdote because I certainly wouldn't have would not have remembered. But um, you know, the three of us we have a long and storied history together. I completely forgot who Connor McLean was between third and fourth grade. It's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, you had to remind because we sat next to each other on the bus and I had no memory of it. Yeah, we did, and and uh, Josh was the uh, the biggest grump I had ever met up to that point. <laughs> It really was. Do you remember was? that, Josh? Was? Oh, well. I mean, <laughs> you know. I, I'd say third grade Josh was a lot grumpier than he currently is. Um, I had way less control over my emotions back then, yes. I can't believe a third grader would have, you know. This is not, such, not, such not poor great. emotional control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, you know, all right, we, so we then, all, so all live let, on let, a strange Let's dive world. into it, okay? Let's just go through the whole history of our friendships. <laughs> sure. Um, no, this is going to take too long. Let's talk about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, well, I mean, we, if very you want, we could just... Stories to be, to be I mean, if you want, we could just, we could just unlock the, uh, the old Corrupted TV videos and just let people, you know, see all that awfulness. And if, if we ever reach... Uh, a thousand patrons i'll say open the floodgates let it drown you would not do that you would take that let it drown isengard you know (laughs) i i know you would take that back if that ever because one thousand is not actually a lot and it's it's not but for us it feels like it would be i mean for us it's yes it's insane but you would go back on that in a fucking i i might I and might. then we and then we would say no. No, I, I, anyway. I, might, I might actually now that, now that we're talking about it, I think I probably would. I think I take it off. I actually do now. I ta- now I take it back. I'm not even going to wait. At this moment, I take back what I said. But the so um, if if you ever bring it up again, I'm going to say fuck you. I took it back. The funny thing the funny thing is is that both Lord of the Rings and our personal histories do include a lot of walking around the woods. That's that, through the woods. That is upsettingly true yes yeah yeah so I mean, I mean, what else are you gonna do there are you know? there are there's a lot of similarities there that's what they tell the kids to do nowadays too you know they go touch grass you know they do say that yeah um, we only we only ever really out in the woods when it was like winter time though and you know all the that's not strictly true although we were in there a lot more because 90 percent of the time it was in the winter because there were no there were insects no bugs, bugs yeah, i mean um but but it doesn't mean we did not explore in the warmer months. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we definitely, you know, had a a good time in in all actually. All seasons, but actually, because okay, so just talking about like, oh, do you guys remember this? You remember that? But I know I have a specific memory of us um, exploring the woods around our our neighborhood when it was warmer out. Because do you guys remember the invaders? Yes. The the, the skunkweed, yeah, yes, yes, and those were only growing then. And we, I remember, we were like, "What? What is this? That was you know, my what first is yep. this thing? They're everywhere!" Yeah. And we, yeah. we called them the invaders. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm still pissed at you know at, at at them taking over our turf. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> some funny shit. All right, for real. Let's uh, let's talk about Lord of the Rings. I'm ready to dive in. 
Me too. Um, so chapters. It's been nearly weeks since I read. It's been one week since I read Lord of the Rings. So I read. I read early. I wound up reading last Saturday. So it will not surprise you to know that I read both of these chapters today. Two days late. Uh, but but from a certain point of view, also exactly on time still. <laughs> so I think we can give it a pass because Connor did actually get sick. He didn't tell us he got sick until today. But he didn't know he was sick. He didn't even I, know that he was sick, really. I, I knew I was sick. I didn't know that it was most likely COVID, but I did take Monday off of work because I felt so crappy. Well, good. Yeah. Um, um, you should have read then. Well, I, <laughs> no, I'm I, kidding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, felt, for, too bad. just yeah. to feel back the curtain on our friendship again, Connor just texted us, hey, it would be cool if we uh, we recorded Wednesday or Thursday just for fun this, this week. You know, guys? And... I was kind of expecting something to that effect uh, and therefore assumed that he just was too busy or too lazy to read on time. But if he had just told us he was sick, okay, wouldn't yeah. have made that assumption. I mean, it's, 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 it is more fun this way for me. Cause then it just makes you guys, it just like annoys you guys. And yeah. He, he knows, <laughs> he knows his audience buttons. too well. Yeah. This it did actually kind of fuck up my week plans, but whatever. <laughs> Why did I laugh at that? <laughs> I I was hoping to try to just a, just a really deadpan get some thoughts, get sorry. something uh, <laughs> get something done after work, but uh, we kept rescheduling, so I just said fuck it. Uh, well, I got other stuff. There's always tomorrow, you know. Well, no, I got another lot tomorrow. You know, it, it, it was something. No, it's something I had to schedule. And yes, I do have to mow the lawn tomorrow because if I don't, it's going to rain and then it's going to grow completely out, out of control, control before I can get it, before I can get there again. Because if it if it rains at all, oh I can't God. mow for several days, and it's going to be it, raining it, for I, several it's days. It's crazy. I always thought it's raining a lot. If it rains, then you wake up Saturday and it's like your whole house is covered in grass because it grew so much. <laughs> there's there's going to be invaders outside on your lawn. Yeah. Just, you know. Yep. Um, You're gonna need no, but seriously, it, it there are some some patches that grow like super fast, and I have to I have oh to mow, God. or else like one time I I did mow for like two or three weeks, and uh, the grass was up to Nova's eyes. You know, in some spots. I I had always thought that the only way to become a dad was to have a child, but it turns <laughs> out you can become a dad just by owning a house. I never um, knew that. That's really cool. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to to just being a homeowner more than being a dad. Um, at Christmas time, my brother had just had knee surgery, so he had this like liquid cooled knee sock. So it was like like a knee brace that went around his knee, obviously, and it had these tubes that went into a cooler that we would fill with ice, and it would just pump wa- ice water uh, through the knee pad just as a continuous ice pack, essentially. But there were some bubbles in the tubes. So every now and then you'd hear like water trickling as the bubbles went through. And every time it happened, it would just like I'd, I'd freeze and like look around before I remembered it was my brother's uh, medical device. And I, I turned to my dad while we were watching a movie one night. It's like, OK, every time that goes off, does that like freak out your homeowner senses? Because it sounds like running water somewhere in the house. And he absolutely agreed with me. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, it. It does change you quite a bit when you actually have to worry about the the stuff, the sounds that the the place you live makes. 
there you have it. Hmm. Wow. Dude, but I learned running a lot. water's expensive. Water's expensive if it if it gets everywhere. It really is. So gotta be that's, on top a, of that that's shit. a great segue into these chapters. You're how right. Much, yeah. How much I, do you think I uh, totally intended to do that? <laughs> how much do you think Saruman's uh like bill ends up being after all the water damage to Isengard? Oh boy. Cause it it's gotta be in like the hundreds. Yeah, there's hundred thousands, right? I mean like who who do you think he had I, flood insurance? Big. I hope he had flood insurance. Who do you think he's insured with? Right. Yes. Yeah. Is Isengard insured? And he just lost his job too, so he's fucked. Right. I mean, this is spoilers. This is rough. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we really get there, uh, we're going to talk about Chapter Nine: Floatsome and Jetsome. And this this chapter is basically giving us the meeting that we thought we were denied at the yep. end of chapter eight, which is also, it's funny to look back at our discussion because it felt like almost every point that we addressed at the end of last episode um, was uh, brought up here it, it was, in, some, yes. in some fashion. And I felt like, and, and the thing, it's one of those, like, I don't feel bad about, um, how we handled our last discussion. No, I think we were right given we what we read. Yeah, we couldn't have assumed that uh, that all of it was going to be addressed. Yeah, but uh, but it is it was, funny. It was addressed in a weird way. It was done in a like a weird way. It's it yeah. also happened to be after our our chapter break yeah. for the episode. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's uh, just comes with the territory when you're discussing in in two chapter increments. But uh, I, I do think it's funny that it, that it happened that way. And I have a few notes on it that I want to talk about in that regard. Um, <laughs> but essentially, Aragorn, Gimli, Legolas uh, hang out with Merry and Pippin. They have a meal together. They smoke a bunch of pipe weed. And ultimately, Merry and Pippin recount the story of what happened to them. Um, because it turns out that Aragorn and Gimli and Legolas are actually a little, like, upset at them for being kidnapped. <laughs> you know, they have, like, this undertone of, like, we found you and we're frustrated because you kind of made us do all this shit. And it's like, well, did they, <laughs> you know, like, it's almost like they're little baby men, you know? It's like, what, what did they yep. do? But, um, but anyways... Uh, and then the, the chapter pretty much ends with them, uh, Merry and Pippin, you know, finishing their tale. And they're like, okay, hey, let's meet back up with Gandalf and Treebeard and see what's going on with Saruman. Um, so, so most of this chapter is really um, just a discussion between the, the two groups on, hey, like, what actually happened? Like, let's fill each other in now that we're finally reunited. Uh, where the whole we... back together? Oh, wait a minute! <laughs> <laughs> right, and still here we are. Ten chapters read, still no Frodo and Sam, and Boromir's dead. Yeah, still. thank God. <laughs> yes. Until yeah. he comes back as Boromir the White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why doesn't uh? Why still, we got two thirds. Still, we got two thirds of the Fellowship back together. Yeah. Yeah, not bad, right? What 
is there a place that we would like to... Actually, you know, there is one place I'd like to start. It's a very inconsequential note, and it feels like we're kind of talking about it. It's so dumb, but it felt feels like we've brought it up each time, so I just have to continue it when I notice it. Yeah. Um, Gimli says fellowship. He does? Oh, I must have missed that. Yeah, it's... For me, it's the third page of the chapter. It's after they sit down to eat, and... Gimli says, now, now, we are beginning the story in the middle. I should like a tale in the right order, starting with that strange day when our fellowship was broken. Oh, you're right. And at first, I was like, wait a minute, is this the first time that a character's actually said fellowship instead of the narrator? But I'm like, no, that is not true. Right, because we found it in yes. fellowship. Yeah. But they kept calling it, they kept calling it the... Uh, the company. Company, thank you. Yeah. But, uh, but it's it's just funny when it comes... Because because it was omitted for so long, the title <laughs> of the book, every time I see it now, it's like, is this damage control? Is Tolkien like, ah, oh, fuck. I really should have done that more, shouldn't I? You know, let's have Gimli <laughs> say fellowship. It's just yeah. funny to me. Uh, I prefer the yeah. company. Come on. Come, the... The Company of the Ring? Yeah, it's just, it's catchier. The Company of the Toroid. The what? It doesn't, Toroid, it's it's the scientific name for a ring. Oh. Or a donut shape, rather. I see. I like that. Alternate, alternate title. That's like, but instead of The Hobbit and There and Back Again, it's uh, Fellowship of the Ring and Company of the Toroid. What do you guys think <laughs> of uh, Duncan Toroids? Uh, sounds like a medical condition. Gonna, yeah, a little bit. I I have that really quick. condition. In fact, is that is that what's ailing you so much tonight? Your yes. Duncan Toroids. One, one of the things that's ailing me. It's one of the Duncan Idaho's uh, oh, Duncan Duncan Toroids. <laughs> There's a cream for that. Don't yeah. bring him into this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I, I got plenty of notes here. Should I, should I keep going, or is there yeah? I, you actually, guys wanna... I actually had fewer notes this time than I think I've had with any of the the chapters we've had. Yeah, a lot of them are just kind of like same quick yeah, little no. snips. Connor, how about you just give us some some general thoughts here? What did you think about? I don't 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 shake your fucking head well, at me. Here's here's don't the thing. Shake your fucking head at me. My 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 memory of it is even cloudier than than usual. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know, I know that um, a lot was recapped um about the journey and everything, and uh, I know a lot of weed was was shared. I know that uh, was it Mary or Pippin who had the extra pipe that he gave Gimli. <laughs> He, he, uh, that's a good question. Been, I think it might have been Pippin. Pippin, yeah, it's Pippin. He, yeah, I have, it I'm was, looking at my note on it. Yeah, it was like a, you know, it 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 uh, made made Gimli's day. Yeah. Um, those are the things that really stuck with me about the chapter. Yeah. <laughs> then then just you know I'm not I'm not looking for specific details. Just like was the, do you remember your feelings on reading this chapter was it boring was um, it no, okay no. did you enjoy it? it it wasn't boring i did enjoy it it was it was a decent enough chapter i just remember thinking that it's like you know kind of like a 
in a sitcom is like a clip show like you know like it's it's like clips of previous episodes except we we didn't get to see the previous episodes so yeah. it's all just a recap which is an interesting format but part, um part of the i mean that is a reason to have a clip show is to just catch sure. people up before in the time before we had uh uh video on demand so yeah 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 it just i mean but i mean to connor's point it's like does having a clip show make sense as a chapter in a book no well it's, when it could have just been a chapter in the book i agree a lot of this could have been especially uh the stuff related to gandalf could have been uh it just like strewn into the other chapters but maybe maybe tolkien felt that the uh the pacing would have been off yeah i mean i you know whatever his reasoning it's i i mean pointless to question obviously we can't ask him why um unless you got a ouija board yeah or (laughs) we wait until we we enter through those pearly gates right um but it, it it does explain, you know, I, obviously a lot of the weirdness from the last chapter with uh, Mary and Pippin is kind of resolved in a in a f- fun way. I I mean, it kind of it it just kind of seems like Tolkien is like pulling one over on us a little bit. Like it's like yeah, you guys were like thrown off that last chapter, weren't you? You, you know, you really thought I you know fucked up or whatever or or changed these characters for for no reason but this is actually what really happened i don't know it, it was just surprising not in a bad way necessarily and i don't think it was it wasn't bad it was just uh surprising and seems kind of pointless but but also kind of fun yeah yeah i, I can understand that um i do think to to what Josh was saying, like if thinking about the pacing and stuff, it's like the one thing I I can maybe maybe like justify with with having all this information laid out in this chapter instead of dispersed throughout like the other ones. It's like I, I do think Tolkien's kind of playing around with the reader, where it's like um, your experience reading the previous chapters is different for not having this information up until this point, and. I, I, I guess it's like your mileage is going to vary on whether or not you feel like that works as, as a reader. But um, I do think that that's what he's trying to accomplish in this regard. That like if you had read this chapter previously and you had the full picture, then um, it's, it's not going to be the same as, as, as what that journey was like getting to this point with those like yeah. mysteries and, and dangling threads in the background still. And in this particular instance, we had a lot of the dangling threads that we were asking questions about while we were reading the previous chapter was what was Gandalf up to and why aren't the Cobbits and Gandalf like all over each other. I guess they're seeing him for the first time since he, fa- the last time they saw him was falling off a cliff. Um, here we get the answer to those threads and it's it's the next chapter so it's not like these are dangling threads like plot holes these are like oh we'll just we'll fill that in later it it didn't impact uh helm's deep it didn't impact the stuff going on with rohan and um what the the aragorn and legolas and gimli were doing 
until this point. So now we're getting filled in as to what Gandalf was doing. And Gandalf's a character where, all right, sure, it's just he's off doing his thing. And when he comes back, it saves the day. And then he'll explain what he did. Hmm. And this was the he explained what he did pit, I think. Although it's Pippin, Mary and Pippin explaining what Gandalf did. Yeah, actually, Gandalf has um, a fantastic line that Mary and Pippin recount on that topic. Mm-hmm. Um, they say that when when they when they do meet up, when Mary and Pippin are actually talking about their initial meeting, which yeah, ha- which which happens like they explain it right. It happens off page, like we said. They say that Gandalf says, "Wherever I have been, I am back," and it's like I felt like that was the perfect. Gandalf line to just be like don't even ask where I've fucking yep. been it doesn't even matter to you where the fuck I, you, you want me to explain Gandalf's like you want me to tell you where I've been I could tell you where I've been and it, you wouldn't even be able to comprehend it you can't even <laughs> understand where I've been you want me to fucking sit down and waste my time trying to explain to you Peregrine fucking took where I've been you have no you don't have the fucking slightest idea as to where it is I have been I've gone half from page, death and back. Yeah. Half a page before that, he says, get up, you Tom fool of a toque. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and he, and he, he's not even like there to talk to them. He's looking for Treebeard. So he's like, yeah. get up, tell me where Treebeard is. I need to see him now. <laughs> right. And, like, and that's <laughs> and they're, when, they're like, Gandalf, you're not dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. I, I do want to mention just one thing going off of what you were saying, Josh, where it's like, oh, what we learn in this chapter, it's like it doesn't, it, it you know, doesn't really impact Helm's Deep. And, it, and it's like it doesn't, but, but I it did, does. Right. But but we do <laughs> learn things. It's not it kind of deepens our understanding of what happens at Helm's Deep. Yes. And I think that's probably the better way of doing it. Instead of just giving you like, oh, and the Huorns uh, appeared and slew the orcs Mm -hmm. to save the day. It's like, why is there a fucking forest there? What's going on? Right. Why is Gandalf like in the know about this? Why are the Ents here with the forest? And we we spent a good like 20 minutes talking about the trees being like shepherds. Turns out, I think you said it. They're like the, um, they might be other Ents who are just more tree-like now and Sure enough, Treebeard calls them Huorns. Huorn, mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, and they are effectively former Ents who are now more tree-like, but also still mobile enough to go slay an army. Yeah. I think it might... I don't know. Connor's not going to remember because he's all fucked up right now. But I actually think it might have been Connor who mentioned that about the uh, the trees. Oh, was it? Worth. I mean, I... If I had been less specific and just said Connor... What did I, I say? Right. What did I say about the trees? That, the trees uh, that went to uh, Helm's Deep and and helped defeat the army of orcs were former Ents who had become uh, tree-like. I don't think that was me. I think it might have been no, you, Josh. I, I don't, don't remember saying it. Oh. We can always go back and listen to our podcast. My vote we can always review Josh. our previous work. Yeah, you know what? This maybe maybe episode. I'm thinking about it. Maybe it's. I feel like maybe I said it, and Connor was like, "Oh yeah, I agree." Or, but I feel like maybe. I remember Connor like kind of talking about that too. Anyways, it's neither here nor there. Um, Is it bad? And again? the other thing too, which I kind of thought was inconsequential at the time, in the chapter, uh, the Road to Isengard, 
they talk about how like they're expecting this you know big river to usually be flowing through uh this this way and at the time i thought it was just tolkien who like loves to over explain the landscapes so you know <laughs> where each fucking blade of grass is you know um but it turns out hey that's a setup for the the payoff of oh th- at this time this is when the ents are uh, making the dam and diverting the river into isengard yep um so it, it is it is interesting because it just feels like the two towers is structured so differently uh, than fellowship. Like I'm still figuring it out. You know, it's like all the time as you're reading through the chapters, it's like there might be little breadcrumbs to pick up where it's like, oh, you're gonna get to see the other side of this, you know, or, or you're gonna you're gonna get like another character's perspective on this event later, you know. Um, it's almost a little bit, you know, we've been, we started this podcast uh, talking about our friendship and our, our long history together. And as I'm talking about it, it kind of makes me think of Sonic Adventure 2 and the, the, so the light and dark stories. And it's like, yep. yes, certainly it's, it, they are not uh, the first to tell a story with multiple perspectives, you know, <laughs> but that's where my mind is drawn to. Um, feels a little bit like that going back and forth and, and ping-ponging around. It's like, oh, now you get to see it from the other side, you know? So does that make Saruman Eggman? <laughs> <laughs> I think if anyone is, he'd be a great Eggman contender because, um, is, uh, Boromir, I mean, Sauron has to be like the his, ultimate life his, form. his demonic uncle or whatever. Boromir I thought he'd Maria. be the ultimate life form, the big, the big salamander. Yeah. That makes Boromir What's that Maria. Maria? <laughs> Right. <laughs> Not Galadriel. I mean, why? Why can't Boromir be Shadow? Because well, Boromir's dead. So Shadow. Yeah, I mean, remember what happens at the end of that game, buddy? Spoilers for Sonic Adventure Two. <laughs> at the end of the game. Yeah, okay, okay. I mean, I'm not saying it's a perfect parallel. I'm just saying it... it no, it, Boromir is more Maria. All right. Sure, why not? I mean, they both fucking die. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like that... I kind of like that we keep getting these events um, fleshed out more and more. Like, there are times we're reading through it. It's like, this is... It's kind of annoying because, like, it, it it feels like you're not getting all of it. You know, a lot of our discussion is like, why is all this getting glossed over? Like, you know, it's it not feels, like talking the gloss over stuff. So. Yeah, right. It's yeah, like if, we're just being told said, in a different way, and right, he's fooling us at every turn. I don't know. Okay, I'm kind of stuck on the say, Sonic. I'm kind of stuck on the Sonic thing real quick. Is that make, oh, like sure. Aragorn is Sonic and Tails is Legolas and uh, Knuckles is definitely Gimli? Well, wait. Um, I mean, where, where? I don't. I, I don't know if uh, Aragorn is Sonic. Gandalf, I, I, yeah, Tails. I, I, that was the other thing I was thinking. I was like, could could Tails be Gandalf? Because he does have all the the information on the Chaos Emeralds. No, and Tails Eggman's, cannot and we be said, Gandalf. <laughs> but we said Eggman is Saruman, and they're literally like the same play style in the games. So. No, don't do this. <laughs> don't do, not do this. 
Let's do this. There we go. There we go. Do not, do, do not try to give me an argument that Tails is Gandalf because because we said that Eggman is Saruman and they're diametrically opposed. Do not try to because honestly, it's adding up logically. That's the problem. The more I talk you, it out, it's adding up, and I don't like it. <laughs> And if you add in Sonic Adventure and tell the story there, he does crash his plane, but he comes back in a better one. Damn. <laughs> so good. Wow. It all makes sense. Wow. Tails is Gandalf. I mean, so I guess Sauron has to be like chaos, though, right? I oh, mean, yeah. Perfect chaos. I yeah, like that. I mean, that's, way better than, that's way better than the ultimate salamander with the space station up its ass. He's like a force, right? Like a force that, that is like reborn through uh, the, the assembling of something with great power, you know? Yeah. And there's seven chaos emeralds. Hmm. And I don't think that really works with the rings. Never mind. N- not not all. But there is one. There's but... one master emerald. Yeah. That rules them yeah. all. Yeah. Huh. Knuckles is Gimli though. I just. The, I think the, that's uh, right. I feel like that's correct. Yeah. That yeah no that that tracks, that tracks for sure. Um, now who's Christopher? This conversation is over. <laughs> yes, I know. You, I want to get back to you. Far. I'm not talking about I did Sonic that on purpose. ever, by the way. <laughs> it's not happening. So <laughs> I want to get back to the actual story. Okay. <sighs> that was another fun sidetrack. Although, okay, I mean, last thing, though. <laughs> there's got to be, like, uh, Sonic Lord of the Rings crossover fan art, right? I mean, like, we got to be able to find that in two seconds, right? Like, I'm surprised Connor's not typing already. He's the one who finds <laughs> all the weird-ass Sonic fan art that we have to well, ignore. We'll, we'll get back to it. Whatever. So we don't we'll, get end up on FBI lists. We'll get back to it. Don't you worry. I'm sure I'll find some. <laughs> anyway... I mean, you know, Sonic I mean, Triple X. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, let me yeah, just I, go through. Let me just go through my notes. I yeah, guess. I was not expecting a Sonic the Hedgehog sidetrack. What we I know, I know. We, 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 we gotta, we gotta get, we but gotta I'm, get through this. I know. I'm so glad we were recording tonight. Um. Okay, so the, I have a couple small things. Um, that I wanted to mention in the beginning of the chapter. So after they get the pipe weed out, Aragorn's like, yes, you know, let us smoke and catch up and I'm going to chill outside. And Pippin's like, Strider is back. Yes. I thought that was a funny line just because, you know, Aragorn's like, yeah, you know, let's get lit. Like, you know, we're back. Let's do it. (laughs) And Pippin's like, yeah, you know, just like let it all hang out, Aragorn, you know. It feels kind of meta, you know. I like his I like his line after that, though. Uh, where he says he has never been away. Right. Yeah. That that's pretty that What was a nice uh, what response. do you what do you feel what's what's like the meta aspect for you there, Connor? Cuz I just feel like it's like a a fan thing to be like oh, Strider was the guy that we were first introduced. He's the kind of like you know, shaggy rogue uh wanderer and Aragorn's, you know, the the more put together uh, realized version of this character. I know you that meant we Shaggy. I know you right. meant Shaggy as like, like disheveled clothes and like long hair and do that not, sort of thing. 
but we're also talking about smoking pipe weed, so I was thinking Shaggy from Scooby Doo at the same time. Great. So, so what 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 Scooby Doo characters would the Lord <laughs> characters be? Now we're gonna go through. Okay, I mean, so Aragorn. I is, mean, just for power levels alone, ready, Shaggy really. has to be Gandalf. <laughs> oh God. Anyway. Yeah. Scrappy as Gimli. <laughs> okay, I can see it. I can see it. I'm sorry. <laughs> this has gone too far. Rule three. So we got another, we got another franchise to compare far. here. Let's go. This has gone too far. My God, I'm <laughs> trying to talk about a book over. I'm trying to talk about this fucking <laughs> chapter. Oh this my great. God. It's one of our best podcasts yet. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about <laughs> that. But yeah, I know what what um you know saying. Oh, Strider's back. That just sounds like something that like a Lord of the Rings fan would say. Oh, I, I you see know, what like, you mean. He puts on the black cloak or whatever. Strider's back. Everyone yeah. cheers. I mean, if it happened now, for sure, you know. But but even you know, we've kind of talked about the whole like what was the nerd landscape like back in the fifties, and it is funny to consider <laughs> like all the letters that we know that Tolkien was wrote uh, by fans. And it's like, how, how different is that really from Twitter in the first place? It's just the removal of ease of access and, and steps. Right. But ultimately, letters. ultimately you're writing to the creator or something, you know, it's like, uh, be really fascinating to see what people had to say because I'd be willing to bet, yeah, there, there probably is uh, more than a few that sound like that, Connor. So, yeah, you're probably right. <clears throat> you think um, we'll have to see if it's in the movies? Yeah, and kind of on this topic, and again, this is inconsequential. I have more, um, but Legolas, interestingly, I thought does not smoke. Did he not? Straight edge. No. That makes sense. No, he even comments on it. He says something like, uh, "Like everyone's just hanging around smoking," and Legolas is like, "Okay, like, are you gonna tell us what happened?" You know, he's like, "You, you guys are really weird. You're just hanging around smoking." He's like, he thinks it's yeah. strange. It's like I'm better than you guys, right? I mean, Legolas kind of always has that air about him, but I don't know. It's so it says. They smoked in silence for a while, and then the and then and the sun shone on them, slanting into the valley from among the white clouds high in the west. Legolas lay still, looking up at the sun and sky with steady eyes, and singing softly to himself. At last, he sat up. Come now, he said. Time wears on, and the mists are blowing away. If you would, uh, or would you like, or would if you strange folk did not raise yourself and smoke, what of the tale? It sounds to me like he's baked out of his mind for most of this. But that last line made me feel like he didn't partake. If you strange folk did not wreathe yourselves in smoke, smoke, it sounds like he's outside of it's. It sounds like he's not referring to himself there. You know, a bit. That's how right. I took it. It could probably be seen both ways, but I mean, it, it sounds like they were all together. So, so Legolas got a contact high, at the very least. Yeah. Apparently, this is the good stuff. So, <laughs> uh, um, also on the same page, uh, one of my notes. Hey, look, we have a useful footnote. 
It says, oh shit! That's right. There was a footnote. Every month in the Shire, every month in the Shire calendar has had thirty days. It's a yeah. it's a it's a footnote that just tells you what you need to know. It doesn't direct you to another encyclopedic entry that's another five hundred pages away. Wow, that is such a great observation. <laughs> I read that footnote and didn't even like consider that because it's like I just read it and it's like oh right yeah. that's how a footnote should operate that's the purpose <laughs> of a footnote not to direct you somewhere else to a whole other book yep yep like couldn't the other footnotes have been done for those who were keeping score Connor has just provided us with the Lord of the Rings Sonic the Hedgehog fan art well I just it's the best one I found so far Okay, well, I do have to take a moment to click on this. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the what? Rings. Oh, that's a good connection, though. I know rings, we didn't even bring that. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's what. Not even. How did we miss the actual I rings? Know. We were talking about the chaos of. Yeah, <laughs> we completely well, missed the rings. Well, because they 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 serve as a the most similar function to the rings, but but obviously there are actual golden rings and. Yeah, and yeah. the golden rings are bit more like just their currency effectively. Yeah, that's a good anyway one. thank you that's a good one yeah um, when i when i when i when, when i promote this episode on twitter i'll be sure to use a sonic fan fiction uh, <laughs> crossover art so and we'll we'll call it uh tales gandalf yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes Perfect. we will we're, we're going back to making our own episode titles here we go let's bring it all back <laughs> You said we didn't call the last one uh, uh, Warcorn? There are, there's subtitles, effectively. Effectively. Okay. I'll accept okay. that. Um, Continue with your, your much more uh, well, detailed well, here's notes. the other thing. Here's the other thing. So, also, in, in stark contrast to uh, Fellowship, we've, we've talked about this before, too. Your Fellowship takes place over a long amount of time. Um, so far, the Two Towers has taken place over the course of nine days. Oh, you're right. And uh, Pippin says as much. Yeah. Because because going off of what you said, Josh, that's when we get the Shire Reckoning dates. Because uh, they like someone says what day it is. And then Pippin's like, wow, so it's only been nine days. Yeah, that's... I... I was looking at that. I was like, "Oh, that's neat. It's been nine days." I completely forgot Fellowship took technically takes place over the course of like twenty years. Yes, <laughs> and a lot of that is front loaded. I mean, like the first two chapters yeah. or something in Fellowship is like a decade passes. It's like it okay, take, whatever. Yeah, but when they actually settle on their journey, it still takes like a month or two to, for them to get to Rivendell. Yeah, no, they they do. Tolkien does casually just include like, oh, it's been several weeks since this, or you know, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you got stabbed two weeks ago, Frodo. That was last chapter, and here right. it's just like so much has happened, and it's we haven't even caught up with the main characters halfway through the book. Yeah, and uh, I say main characters, but like the the heroes, yes. and uh, which I guess still applies to the people we're following. Anyway, um, and it's just like, oh yeah, it's been. Less than two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Frodo would so, uh, still be um, completely, like, bedridden from that stab wound. They'd still be in the minds of Moria. Right. Um, actually, I don't 
think they spent that much time in Moria, but um, it's they barely be in in Lothlorien mm. in the Fellowship in the amount of time that this entire story has taken place so far. Yeah, and the ends are supposed to be the slow ones. <laughs> True. Yeah, they've they've been pretty expedient after all. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to to point that out because it is also. It, it is funny. It feels like the two towers, the more we talk about it, the more I feel like it's defined by its differences to Fellowship. And, like, in that regard, you know, we've we've talked a lot about, like, oh, Lord of the Rings is one book. But, like, now I'm reading it for the first time, and I'm like, I call bullshit. Because it, this feels like a different book. This feels like, ver- the more I read it, the more I'm like, this is a very different experience than Fellowship. Yeah. So, what is the truth? You know what I mean? All right. Um, we we talked about the Hurons. Who, who warns? Yeah. Huron is a, is a Native American tribe. Huron? Hugh, 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 it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was trying to go for, like, Hurons. Hurons? Hurons. That's right. what I wanted to go. Almost like a Norwegian sounding, I think. Scandinavian sound to it, but right. H J umlaut O R N S. You gotta um, like use some of the phlegm in your throat. I don't think so. Let's hear it, Connor. You got plenty of phlegm there because you're feeling like shit. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. It sounds like someone stepped on a duck. <laughs> Sad duck. Yeah. Um. <laughs> good one. Josh is like no, that was a just fucking me. quick that was draw. Me again. It's like just ready, ready for that. Um. Okay, I think just a couple more. Th- I'm gonna jump around a little bit. Um. A couple lines I liked towards the end of the chapter, or I guess about halfway through. Um, Mary and Pippin are talking about the the Ents actually destroying Isengard, and it was cool to get the description of what it was like. I, yeah. I think last episode we talked about how like, oh hey, like we're showing up to Isengard after the destruction. Um, you know, feels like we kind of missed out on what would have been like the epic battle, and then Tolkien still sort of gives it to us, um, yeah, by having them talk about. It. And I, I really liked all the descriptions of the Ents throwing, <clears throat> throwing like these giant rocks hundreds of feet into the air, and um, the Hjorns, uh like surrounding the orcs, and like you just like hear the sounds of them being horribly killed. Somehow yeah. we don't even really know how they. It's like kind of, kind of like this strange process. We don't even know that makes yeah, it even weirder. I'm, I'm still subscribed to the like, Feywild Shadowfell, just like sent to a different dimension and kill over there. Kind of right. They they process. create a, a portal of some kind, um, yeah, just like into the mists. And uh, and there's a line they have. They say, I think. Oh no! Sorry. It's this one. It was like watching the work of a great tree uh, roots. It was like watching the work of a great tree's roots in a hundred years all packed into a few moments. 
right when they're talking about the ants like digging their toes and fingers into the the rock yeah but they couldn't do it with orthanc right which is definitely worth noting but uh but just a cool like i think that that's sort of what the ants are supposed to represent anyways you know it's like the the forest and nature come to life to sort of you know exact its revenge against uh un uncaring humanity and um i just thought that was a really great line to carry that message across um that that they're that you know like that like trees trees themselves are incredibly powerful you know it's like what if that power could be harnessed into a few moments and and that's what the ants do like that's where their power comes from yeah so they are group 100 <laughs> percent if if the lord of the rings was guardians of the galaxy characters <laughs> the ants would be group no nah, we're not doing this one the ends would be Groot. We aren't doing this one. Not going to do this one. It Josh, don't uh, entertain him. I see that look. <laughs> I see that look on your face. Kitty. Okay. Gimli yeah. would be the uh, the fox guy. No, Gimli is Drax. You fucking idiot. Yeah, really? <laughs> you think so? I think Connor's right about that one. I did almost say that uh, uh, Rocket was Gimli, but yeah, Rocket. I, Connor was shooting me down. And I wasn't. I wasn't fully on board with this in the first place. I was just thinking it just for the bit, and then. Drax but you, is too. You like, went full tough. But that's what Gimli is. He's a no, tough guy. But not. No, we're not like that though. Anyway, you are not going to beat me into this. I've already said too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this one. Yeah, I don't think this is the right one for it. Anyway. Um, I'm trying to think of other characters. What's the name of the green girl? Oh my god! The blue girl. If you don't, if, if you don't know, then you don't know, buddy. Thanos. Who's Thanos? You think you're so fucking funny. <laughs> you you oh, either think you're oh. so fucking funny, or you're the biggest fucking idiot I've ever and met. The, the, the ring the, is the blue like girl's the, Amelia Pond. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. The 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 ring is like um the stones and the the snap the snap hands. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm just gonna lightning round through my last notes and then Josh Go whatever you want to talk about. Okay. <clears throat> last episode we talked about lugberts. That's brought up here. Uh, it's actually known by others as Baradur. And I was thinking, huh, wonder if that's on the map. I didn't look, but it is interesting. Oh, is so, that where one of the, the the orcs were from? Um, It's more, I think Mary and Pippin are saying, like, oh, the orcs had talked about this place, Lugberts, and Aragorn is like, uh, yes, like, it is known as Baradur, but, like, it's, he's like... It's disquieting to hear them, you know, talk about their ranks congregating there. Or, but it sounds like it's in Mordor. I think. Yep, I just <clears> looked. I just looked at the map. It is right there at uh, in Mordor. Oh, okay. So it is on the map. So wherever yep. that is, Bar- that's Lugberts. It's in, it's in the northern part of Barad-dor, next to or or Druin, Druin, which I think is which the, is like the, the river. No, or Oro Druin, I think is the tower. Oh. 
I see. Oh, yeah, right. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the Anduin, right? Orodrin. I see what right. you're saying. That's the tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I so, see yeah. what you mean. Uh, so, it, yeah, it's on the it's literally like the northern border, right below, okay. right just south of the mountains. Um, and I I have actually been on the lookout. Just walk place names. Um, I I remember back when we were reading The Hobbit that I. There's something about Mount Gundabad that had caught my eye when I was looking at the map in The Hobbit, mm-hmm. and it, it hasn't come up. So I just want to note that it so far that was a, a red herring on my part. I apologize, um, but since we're looking at the map, I just wanted to bring it up. Hmm. Well, hey, <clears throat> who knows? Maybe that'll come up in the Silmarillion. But it, that's another, the whole Lugbert's Barrett door thing was like another thing we kind of brought up. And it's like, oh, this chapter clarifies that a little bit more. So I wanted to shout that out. <clears throat> um, and then I think the only other ones, oh, they mentioned that there's half orcs in Saruman's army. I thought that was odd, too. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sorry. so. Sorry, can you repeat that? I, I completely spaced while I was reading, rereading one of my notes. It's okay. So on my copy, it's page 171. They're talking about, I think, when um, all the forces of Isengard leave to go fight in Helm's Deep. Oh, yeah. And um, it's like 40,000 strong. And yeah, the yeah. Men were the most it's a huge. It's a huge force. Um and and Aragorn says we had many of these half orcs to deal with at Helm's Deep. It seems plain now that the Southerner was a spy of Saruman's. Oh, but whether right. oh oh right, they're talking about this person that they met back in uh, Bree. Bree. Yeah, well, they didn't meet him. They heard about him. He was with a bunch of other travelers from the south, and they caused some ruckus where that asshole stole everyone's ponies or something. Yeah. So it's funny because they connected to that moment, but even just the fact that they call them half orcs. Yeah, that has different connotations in D and D. It kind of threw me for a loop because it's like, well, last chapter we were just talking about how they said that the orcs were made in mockery of elves. So we were like, oh, so the orcs don't even really breed, right? Like they're made. Like, but it's like, how else would you get a half orc? So I think I think it's more of like orcs crossed with humans. Is it the impression I got? And I don't know how that happens, but you know, we well, see, we saw in fellowship fucked. that we saw in fellowship that uh, Saruman just because they pulls made, them out of the pulls them out of the mud and just because they're made guard. does not mean they can't fuck though. You know. <laughs> Sure. I mean, right? am I right? We don't know what their equipment is. Yeah, we don't know what they're packing. I mean, you're right. I just like it feels like they're talking about it like it's normal. They're like, oh yeah, half orcs, and I'm like, doesn't this seem weird? Well, you know? you've never seen an orc fuck. Because <laughs> they all have. Don't make it weird. <laughs> It's always the one who's making it weird who says, don't make it weird. <laughs> Anyways. I gotta um, find some, some fan art of that. Yeah, yeah I, bet, I bet you could find it with Sonic, too. 
Or there's no, probably I, a Sonic version of that. I was out thinking there. of like an orc fucking tails or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. God. Yep. It's gonna you, mute our our group. You text can find chat. it. You can find it. It's out. And if you can't find it, then buddy, you better draw it. Oh, I was just thinking like AI though. AI could make that for me. That's right. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to get into AI art for that. This was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone too far. Um, we already talked about Gandalf. So Gandalf did meet Merry and Pippin beforehand. Uh, we get yes. that in this chapter. But I did think it was like it was a funny meeting because, like you were saying before too, Josh, Gandalf is immediately berating Pippin. Like <laughs> Gandalf effectively, yep. like from Pippin's perspective, Gandalf comes back from the fucking dead, and the first thing he says is "fool of a took." Like Tom, fool of a took. He says Tom fool in this instance, but and it's right. just like. Uh, Wow, like, I don't know, can you imagine if, like, someone from your past just resurrected in front of you and just, like, told you to eat shit? <laughs> I mean, he, even Pippin's upset when you, when you read the, this passage. He's talking about how this, this great horse came striding up like a flash of silver. It was already dark, but I could see that the rider's face clearly. It seemed to shine, and all of his clothes were white. I just sat up staring with my mouth open. I tried to call out and couldn't. There was no need. Uh, he halted just by us and looked down at, at us. Gandalf, I said at last, but my voice was only a whisper. Did he say, hello, Pippin? This is a pleasant surprise. No, indeed. He said, get up, you tomfool of a took. Where in the name of wonder is the, in all this ruinous Treebeard? I want him. Quick. Yeah. And Treebeard heard him and came over anyway. Right. <laughs> and then also, like, kind of to Gandalf's credit and to, like, the fellowship of their bond. They do say that when Gandalf comes back after, like he's much more friendly. Yeah. Friendly. Uh, so you kind of do get the impression. It's like, Oh, like that's like their, you know, Gandalf's like that one friend who's, who just like gives you shit all the time, but it's like, he really likes you, you know? Yep. Um, don't know anything about that. And this, this friend group, we don't really have that. Right. But Totally. But but I I guess I did like that there was a line, like, at least, where it was like, oh, yeah, but, like, Gandalf isn't really that much of an asshole, where it's like, yeah, sure, you know, he he said it, but it's like, oh, but, you know, he's in a hurry, you know. He was. Um, He'd already wasted too much time with these people. And I even, I even, that's a great line. I even (laughs) do want to come back to the way that Gandalf presents himself and the way that he speaks, because I think it's interesting in regards to what we get in the next chapter. Um, <clears throat> but the very, very last thing that I want to say about this chapter is that the very end of the chapter, Aragorn <clears throat> is like, yeah, we should really talk to Gandalf about these barrels of uh, pipe weed from the Shire. Like, isn't that weird that they're here? Oh, yeah. And Merry and Pippin, you know, they're like, yeah, it's really strange. Like, we didn't, you know, it's like, we're not going to uh, question it too much because we're really happy to have it. But, you know, yeah. I, I they, think even, they even say it's like, it's only from a few years ago, too. It's, right. it's like, it's recent stock. I think it's Aragorn who, like, makes a note at the end of the chapter. And, and he's like, you know, it seems like a really small, minor thing. It's probably nothing. But, like, we should bring it up with Gandalf. And that made me think, like, 
it, it you know it feels like the pattern is like we get these things in these chapters that are presented as like ah yeah it's probably nothing like who cares that the the river isn't flowing even though they expected it to you know um but but it feels like this is a point that's going to be addressed later in the book and i i think we'll have some kind of meaning or or impact so i, I wonder what that will be hmm. we will if it if it comes to pass uh but yeah, that's what I want to say about this chapter. I don't know if you have any more notes or if there's anything we want to dive a little um, deeper on here. I got a few. Um, just so we don't keep rehashing it, but Gandalf meeting the hobbits again. Uh, my note here is just Gandalf being Gandalf when he meets back up with them. With the just straight up like, get up you, you fool of a toque. Yes. Gandalf being very Gandalf. Good stuff. Uh, at the beginning of the chapter, um, they're talking about the, the hobbits are just telling the others that they were with the Ents this whole time. Um, and Aragorn says, many strange tales have been told of that land. I have never entered it. Come, come tell me more about it and about the Ents. I'm just like, Aragorn, you, you met Gandalf there, literally in the last chapter or two chapters ago. They were in uh, the land being uh, Fangorn. Fangorn, thank you. I keep wanting to say Faron because I've been playing Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just like I, that felt like the like a weird like discontinuity in the story of just Aragorn, just like yeah, I've never been there. And it's like, but you you literally met Gandalf in the same place where Merry Pippin met Treebeard. Which was that in Treebeard's forest. <laughs> that was, yeah, that's the other guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. It does. No, I, I, it is a little odd, but I also think maybe he means it in the same way. Like um, when Legolas and Treebeard talk in the next chapter, uh, Legolas keeps saying like, "Oh, you know, I'd love to go back to Fangorn Forest, you know, and and, and really see it." it. Yeah. yeah. And maybe it's like they were just on the very outskirts of it, so it's like he's trying to say he didn't really explore it, like he doesn't really know the area. Yeah, and, and he didn't get to the like the the strange waters that like rejuvenate people and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I can see that argument, but it's still very much like. But you were though. <laughs> right. There's a there's a clearer way to say that. Yeah. Uh, let's see when they are. Right when they're going into the whole thing with the pipes, I just have a note that's just kind of rehashing it, where it's just like, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, tell us what happened to you. Merry and Pippin, of course, but first, food and weed. Yes. <laughs> also, Pippin, I have pipes, plural, and I've had them all along. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a very, like, Deus Ex Machina moment. It's just like... I guess Gimli needs to go look for a pipe. Nope, never mind. Pippin has just been carrying around multiple this entire time for months since I left the Shire. And he keeps like him on his good, person. That's a good, like, character moment for Pippin, though. It's like, yeah. what is what is Pippin value? Well, he could have anything, you know? Keeps, something to help him for his survival, something to help the group. It's like, no. He, he just pipes. has extra pipes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that was fun. It's the kind of guy he is. Yeah. Noting that the the forest at Helm's Deep was Huron, Huron's. 
Hellas did the Huron yes. thing too. Um, ah, I guess it was the Ents who uh, made the dam that was uh, later broken and stopped the river. Treebeard mm-hmm. kept his word about the dam breaking, though. That's I, right. I was making all those notes about how Treebeard said that the dam would break. I took that too literally, and I'm just sticking with that. <laughs> well, you were right. And, and I think that's yeah. I only have one more note. It's in the other chapter. Wow. I didn't take a lot this. I didn't take a lot this week. It was a very. I found it to be very straightforward because Mary and Pippin were basically rehashing what happened to them to the others. We got a little bit more with Gandalf and figure out what he was doing while he was riding around while everyone was at Helm's Deep. And we see what the the Ents do to defeat Sar- Saruman. Uh, and then the voice of Saruman, the next chapter, um, I only had one real note because I was just reading the whole chapter and it was uh, it was just kind of a conversation. So, Yeah, I do think it's pretty straightforward, but I have a few no- notes to go over on that. Um, sure. Before we get to the next chapter, do we want to take a quick five-minute break? Let's take a tight I would say five. A tight, I would say a tight two, just because it is late. Uh, tight, a tight three, three and a half. Tight three right, point back five. Back at nine o'clock on the dot. Nine All o'clock right. on the dot. Let's go. Okay. We'll see. All right. So before we uh, wrap up, I, I don't even want to be so bold as to say wrap up. Before All right, you can follow us on Instagram uh, and Twitter at Chapter Jumps. Uh, great. Before we actually get into our chapter discussion, our next we chapter, can only, we can just do the one um, chapter tonight if you want. What are what are we nah. drinking tonight, boys? Water is because always. I got myself. <laughs> Uh, this bottle of old Overholtz. Whoa! And let me tell you, wait, old ovaries? It's rough. No. What is it over? Overholtz. Old Overholtz. It's rough, you yeah. said. Yeah. It's, and I knew too. I knew buying. I've never had this before, but. Just looking at how much it cost, I was like, this can't be that good. I always, I always, it's not that I delude myself. I, I do it knowingly. But part of me thinks that, like, somewhere out there, there's just got to be, like, a 20 to $25 bottle of whiskey that tastes as good as, like, a 40 to 50 And... I, I'm just, I feel like I'm on that continual search, and maybe I will be until the day I die, there, but I have to believe it's out there. I think there probably is. I think those brands do exist. They're usually Kirkland. Do you think there's a Kirkland whiskey? Probably. I can, I can, get, I can find. I go to an Aldi's. Or no, that's Costco. Costco, yeah. 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 It probably does exist. Uh, in one day, you might find that. The, that uh, discount gem. Yeah. It's, a, it's, you know, it's a worthwhile thing to search for, though, you know. Yeah. But um, tonight I am I'm slugging down Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Mm. I'm on my second can. It felt to me like you were kind of nursing it tonight. Maybe you're going a little slower, just not feeling all that great. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, 
you know, for me, nursing is 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 different than than it is for the lay person. You know, right. Instead of like three per hour, I mean, it's like one and a half per hour. Right. Right. So. Um, this, this is how you take care of yourself in your time it's of called, need. It's <laughs> called self-care, sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, are you still drinking tea in the mornings? In the mornings, yeah. I had Earl Grey this morning because I had I've not been sleeping well the last few days, so need the extra boost. Hmm. You're crazy. That's such a fucking crazy thing to say. <laughs> I've been sleeping uh, well. Compared to green, <laughs> so compared to green tea, really great tea in the morning. Oh god, it, it does keep you awake though. Yeah, I mean that's because yeah, you you haven't abused your body like like I have, with just pumped full of caffeine all day every day. Like my mm-hmm. my nervous system is just. Do, do, do you even do you even feel it anymore, Connor? No. It's it's it, it's like you don't even get the effects of it. You only feel the absence. Yes, that's exactly it. It's it's all addiction and no, you know, positive effect left. Yeah. <laughs> I have to. I'm gonna. I I'm gonna have to do a total reset one of these days. Probably sooner than later. That is scary to think about. I don't uh, know what. I don't even know what you would look like. Just under those circumstances. Well, I'll just have to lock myself in a room for a week, you know, just go through the the withdrawals. Or you could just use less, use something less potent for a little while, and then just ramp down. But that's assuming that Connor has the self control yeah, required couldn't to do that. No, it's not gonna. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. That's that's a. Uh, that's a that's an issue for future Connor. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what issues um, future Saruman had to deal with in chapter ten. So, in this chapter, um, the hobbits and Aragorn, Gimli, Legolas, they meet back up with um, Gandalf and the Ents and Theoden and all that um, and it's like Gandalf's like okay you know um, I have to talk with Saruman and you know I it, I don't know how it's going to go no one else needs to come with me but that's what I'm going to do and sure enough pretty much everyone goes with him except for the hobbits uh, Merry and Pippin who are like we're kind of useless <laughs> actually no they do go <laughs> they do go but that's what makes them feel useless they have nothing to do or say yeah <laughs> which I did I think was kind of funny that they, they comment on it but anyway so so they do all go to meet Saruman um, and like we had mentioned most of this chapter is a conversation between Saruman and the group and um, and Saruman finds himself sort of plead, not pleading, um, because it's not as transparent as that. But he's he's trying to find an in within this large group, and he's trying to to kind of worm himself in and to sow like a dissonance amongst amongst the group, and. Yep. When he's unable to do that, um, 
it's like, you know, mask off full uh, transparency of his anger and his wrath. And it still doesn't amount to anything. Gandalf just ends up uh, completely overcoming him in the end. And so, really in the end, um, Saruman goes back into the Tower Orthanc, completely defeated. Uh, Wormtongue throws down this giant orb, maybe is trying to hit Gandalf or Saruman, and like, he can't even really, their, their assessment is like, oh, you know, maybe he didn't know who he hated more, and he, so it, it threw off his aim. It's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> But he doesn't. It doesn't even amount to anything, um, except for it may be useful to the group. Seems like it could be important. Gandalf stole it, right? Get, right. Gandalf takes it, um, and and Gandalf is talking to the Ents. He's like, "We really got to make sure, like, reflood all of Isengard. Make sure that Saruman stays in the tower because we can't afford him to be anywhere else. You know, he's still dangerous." He still needs to be under observation, even though seemingly he's kind of been defanged. Um, and uh, I think that's pretty much where we leave off. I'm not even really sure. I don't even think we really get much of like, oh, what's next for our band of heroes? Like, not really sure what we get next. So I think for the most part, yeah. though, it, it feels like the whole Saruman story is like if not resolved it, it, it feels to me like it's kind of done for the time being and maybe we're going to go on to something else and we're just meant to just accept that it's like okay Saruman's just like in his tower cowering um so yeah what did we make of all this did I miss anything there are there details we want to jump to what are we what are we thinking about this chapter Uh -huh. I, uh, I I I like this one a lot. It was <clears throat> cool to have this confrontation, and um, I don't know. Also, just very sad to see Saruman in such a state, and uh, another great showcase of of uh, Gandalf the White's power, his ultimate power, and. Um, yeah, he just he just snaps Saruman's mm. staff like a twig. Yeah, yeah, just uh, you know, kind of really plays on on the fact that Saruman underestimates him, um, or doesn't know he's reached his his next level. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, I think one of the best parts is when you know, because obviously. Saruman has all the the people kind of charmed with with the way he he speaks, you know, um, and uh, everyone's like, yeah, of course, of course, Gandalf's gonna go with Saruman. It just makes sense. Can't believe we thought it would end any, you know, <laughs> differently. They're go they're all gonna, you know, they're 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 gonna put us to work or or have their way with us. What? I, like, of course, it's you know, they're they're too wizards they're gonna you know join league it's gonna happen we're just such idiots for thinking it 
could be anything else. And then, right. you know, Gandalf just laughs. He just laughs and <laughs> Saruman's face and and the spell's broken for everyone. Uh, that's the I thought that's a really great moment. Yeah, you're right. And uh, it's really cool that like. You know, Tolkien's really clear that the way that Saruman speaks, it's even the title of the, the chapter, right? The voice of Saruman. You know, it's its that he has this, like, kind of dark, magical way of persuading people through his voice. Like, that's part of his power. And um, Gandalf responding to that by laughing, it's like, not only does it show that it has no effect on him, but also... Gandalf seemingly breaks the spell without even doing any magic at all. Like it really should. Like it feels like yeah, in the moment, right. like Saruman's power is like so so amazing. You know, it's like he he can he can overtake like this entire crowd of people, but just by one person daring to laugh at him, <laughs> it, it turned. It, you know, it's an illusion. Yeah. Saruman has no at all you know and yep. it's just a really great showcase like it's like yeah like Gandalf is super powerful and he does demonstrate that with like real magical ability but like isn't it great that he also shows Saruman he's like I don't even need magic to defeat you anyways like you're just nothing you know what this reminds me of the, the subtle like I can defeat you without any real ability it reminds me of the doctor when he told the prime minister that he could destroy her with uh four words had to count doesn't she look tired just whisper to her aid and that just ended up destroying her career yeah <laughs> yeah i know that that is a good example of the kind of uh just subtle power that that these these beings have you know or just an understanding of how people work yeah, mm. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What what can break the illusion of authority? You know, like. Yes, that great way of putting it. What simple thing can do that? So I, th- I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, true. It is good to point out, right? It's like it's not that Gandalf is doing nothing, like to laugh in the face of this, like. Uh, dark force it really does take a lot of strength like we see all the other people who are like kind of bewitched by saruman it's not that it doesn't take a great ability to do so but um but that i guess to to exercise like your own force and your own will like in in even a benign way like that to show the power that could potentially be behind it um yeah that that was like a really cool way of of kind of like um framing the downfall of saruman yeah for sure yeah and it's 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 really felt you know the like it's his, the like his his fall from grace or fall from power is is really well showcased, especially with you know Gandalf kind of holding back in the beginning of the confrontation, um, when when he really kind of disarms the whole party with his his trickery, you know, and then slowly but surely, people kind of voice their dissent, and then you kind of get Gandalf just ripping the mask off right 
Which is another good moment, like, and also shows Gandalf's, I think, true understanding of people and his true nature, despite how how gruff and off-putting he can sometimes um, present himself as, because, like, we see how easy it would be for Gandalf to just stroll up, throw off his robes, be like, I'm Gandalf the White, just, like, utterly overpower Saruman without even a second thought. But instead, like, this this is kind of presented to us as a moment of, like, the people taking their power back. Yeah. And I think Gandalf's very aware of that, too. Like, yeah, he, he creates an opportunity for the, the people in the group to have their own agency. Like, yes. he knows he can resolve the problem immediately, but he's like, let's see what Theoden has to say, you know? Yeah, and a lot of it was leading up to it was like Gandalf needs to speak to Saruman. He wants to speak to Saruman. And then they get there and everyone's just like, all right, we'll come with you. Just see what happens. And he get there and everyone else starts talking. Yeah. And Gandalf yeah. just kind of stands there. Almost like it was talk. intentional. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> I could yeah. see that. And then he even, t- t- doesn't he say the end too? Like, like I, I didn't want to conquer. I don't want to conquer or something yes. like that. So yeah, it's yeah. like it's pretty clearly uh his intention which i think is that's just another great gandalf character moment yeah yep yeah this is some of the strongest i feel like this really puts gandalf because a lot of times i i do think a lot of times i do think gandalf is kind of um cast into this light of like he knows so much and withholds so much that it does feel like there could, there's like this conflict with our perception of the character. And um, I guess ultimately I'm just speaking for myself. I'm not saying this would be the the way that everyone would feel about Gandalf. But I feel like the way that we've talked about it as a group, it's safe to say like we've at least discussed this. And I think we share this on some level because it's like Gandalf is a great character. But I also think like part of what makes him intriguing is like. Um, he's just not wholly forthright, you know, like Gandalf is ultimately good and does act in the name of like, um, particularly I think the greater good, but he does that in a way where he's fine with dismissing others, you know, he's like, I know what needs to be done in order to resolve this situation. And I'm going to do that even at the expense of, um, of really anyone, you know, he, he's not, he's not very, he's not always gentle. Like he does have the ability to be that way. And, and sometimes like when we were talking about in the, the prior chapter, maybe he'll yell at Pippin, but Hey, he'll come back and say, I know I, you know, I just really had to take care of this one thing. Sorry. I was yelling at you, you know, <laughs> but um, the reason I bring that up is because I thought seeing Gandalf in contrast to Saruman was was really interesting um, because Saruman, who we know to be wicked and evil, not just because we're told that over and over again, but like we see by what he's done. He's in control yeah. of the orcs of Isengard. We, we, he's responsible for Helm's Deep. He's responsible for the capture of Merry and Pippin. Um, we know that he desires the ring for himself. Like he, he is, he <laughs> is objectively like bad. Yeah. He was corrupted. And, 
Right, and he also has this incredible ability of presenting himself as uh, rational and um, even even like uh, reasonable and and gentle and like you know like some wrong has been done to him, right? And when I say the contrast between Saruman and Gandalf, I think Gandalf has this way of like, okay, well, Gandalf's intentions are are good and true, but the way that he presents himself is not at all like Saruman. If Gandalf spoke like Saruman, I think we'd have a very different perception of Gandalf. Gandalf really is like kind of a curmudgeon, you know? He's gruff. He's off-putting. Um... He has a little bit of, I don't know, like, I, he has a little bit of, like, old Luke Skywalker energy. And I know that I'm, like, flipping it around backwards because it's, like, we know that, that Gandalf is way before any of this. But just, like, thinking of a, of a analogy, you know, it's, like, um, his heart and his intentions are pure, but, but, but the way that he says those things um, is, can be, like, frustrating. Old Luke Skywalker, 12th Doctor, you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> Whichever all, one. All the same shit. All the same shit at the end of the day. So, um, it, it, it made me think about that line in um, Fellowship, actually, when the company first meets Strider. Wait, the what? And, uh, the company. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they they say they you know Strider says something like oh I thought you would be like worried about me or blah 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 and Frodo says well I think if you were really evil you would look fairer and feel fouler and I think that's exactly what Tolkien presents Saruman as in relation to Gandalf. He looks fairer, he speaks fairer, he presents fairer. People are very ready and willing to accept him as like, oh, maybe we were wrong about Saruman. But at the core of him, he is rotten. Mm -hmm. And I guess I just liked it for how that kind of reflected and reframed my thoughts on Gandalf. Like we, a lot of times when we talk about Gandalf, I, I'll write Gandalf off. I'll be, you know, Gandalf's kind of a little shit, and he is. But... I, I, I do feel like Tolkien presents these characters as mirrors to one another. And in that exactly. regard... He's a dark like, mirror, too. Right. Gandalf. In that regard, it's like, oh, so so Gandalf... Tolkien writes Gandalf to speak that way almost as a showcase for, like, the way that people present themselves is not always indicative of how they are. And so if Gandalf is truly a good, pure-hearted person, then must he not present himself in a way that is off-putting? to get that message across. If, if indeed that is his intention and his goal, you know, I'm just talking about from what I've read from the text and kind of putting some pieces together, I feel. But that, that is, that's part of what I got out of this chapter. And I, I thought it was interesting for that reason as well. No, yeah, that's something I didn't really think about, but you're, you're spot on. And I think it's... Um, yeah, same. I, yeah, it's a cool kind of story trope I guess but it's it's done well here you know it's kind of um, you know you, you, you can't judge a book by its cover yeah it's a bit of that right yeah 
What else? Josh, what was your note? Did you say you just had one note? <laughs> it's going to be disappointing after that. Um, <laughs> no, come on. It's right after Saruman has been speaking for a little bit and you start to see the effect of his words. It's literally like the second t- page turn of the chapter for me. So fifth page. Uh, Saruman trying to play the Uno reverse card on the party. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get the king into his good graces and uh, then just like everyone who talks to him is just like well we could try to be friends and then as soon as they start to tell him exactly why they can't be friends because of all the shit he's done he's like and now you come here and accuse me of being a shithead right. you're the shithead it that was very much the energy that I was uh, picking up was uh, the no you kind of retort when people get called out for their bullshit yeah, yeah. I mean he's he's like very people, much like a narcissistic kind of yeah won't take responsibility for yeah. their actions won't acknowledge that they were projecting his faults on everyone yep exactly yeah for sure um but yeah for some reason my brain was just on uno that day when i was reading so it's like he's (laughs) trying to he's trying to play an uno reverse card on these people that could be a funny meme we could uh photoshop in the uno reverse card with uh christopher lee (laughs) sarah they're still in the movie the problem is we haven't seen uh the movie yet or like in detail, I, I have vague memories of it. Obviously, that's probably why I was focusing on the dam bursting. Yeah. Um. But is there a scene of him just like holding something from like the the balcony? <laughs> um, I'm 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 remembering him holding his staff. So there's certainly that, but I'm not sure if there's uh, something else or not. Hmm. Um. Okay, I just have a couple I, I really only have three other notes I, I talked about my main one there before um, one thing I wanted to mention too so just before they get to Saruman's tower and um, Gandalf is saying like oh you know you don't have to come um, I think Gimli is like oh well I'm definitely gonna go and Gandalf's response is something to the effect of like uh you sure? You know, I'm not really... I don't really know if you can handle it, Gimli. Um, and the reason I bring that up is because... Gimli, again, just, like, proves himself to be fucking great. Like, I feel like Gimli really really does feel like um, the progenitor for, like, uh, that idea... That idea where it's, like brute force can overcome anything if your brute force is strong enough and so it's like oh you know this character is so renowned and their magical abilities are incredibly powerful and this and that and it's like if you just punch them hard enough you'll win (laughs) and Gimli doesn't do that but but after Saruman gives like his big speech to Theoden uh, initially Gimli is the first one to respond. And he tells Saruman to go fuck himself, pretty much. And I just thought that was great, because even Theoden doesn't say anything at first, you know? And it's like, is Theoden considering his words? Is he, like, bewitched and he's trying to overcome it? It's like, who's to say? That's up to your interpretation. But what we do know is that the entire group, even Gandalf, is silent, or chooses to be silent. 
<laughs> and Gimli is the one who is like, are you guys kidding me? He's like, are you hearing what I'm hearing? And Saruman has a funny response. He's like, oh, you know, Gimli, son of Gloin. Like, you know, I wasn't talking yep. to you, pretty much. But yeah. um, I just love that... Uh, I'll sweet you talk to you later. Shut up. <laughs> right. I, I like that Tolkien gives Gimli these moments where... Uh, I don't know. I feel like he kind of says what everyone's thinking. Or, you know, it's like there's kind of this sense of, like... Um, high society and like a certain sense of propriety and you know it's like this is how you act in these circumstances and Gimli just doesn't give a shit about any of that so moments like these make me feel like really endeared to Gimli where it's like oh yeah like there's kind of an expectation for how you would respond or and Gimli doesn't care. Gimli will tell Saruman to go fuck himself. Gimli yeah. will tell Elrond to go fuck himself. He's just Happily. like us. Just like us, just just a dumb hunk. <laughs> you know? Can you use, yeah. use all all the muscle power? We should have been uh Haptor hunks. <laughs> yeah. Instead. There's still time to change the name. <laughs> From chapter chumps to Haptor hunks, am I right? That'll be for our fitness podcast. Yes. Okay. Uh, two more specific notes I want to get through here. This next one is, so once uh, Saruman realizes he can't get anyone on his side, he, like, yells at everyone, and then he's like, okay, fuck you, I'm out, and he turns to leave. And Gandalf says, come back, Saruman. I did not give you leave to go. That was badass. Yeah, it was. And the fact that Saruman turns around... <laughs> um, I think this is also a moment you could take a certain number of ways. We kind of talked about how Gandalf's laugh. It's like, oh, you know, he's just laughing, and that undoes his power. When I got to this moment... I felt like, is Gandalf exercising the same ability that Saruman has, but to just a much more powerful degree? Like, is Saruman himself in this moment bewitched by Gandalf's power of voice control? And that's why he obeys? Is he essentially forced to? That's how I took it. Right? I would think so, too, because it seems like Saruman seems pretty fed up with all this shit. He seems like he's ready to just leave. So. He it's had like, no why, real reason why, to turn around himself. Right. Why, why would he listen if not that? Um, so it just felt like another good, really subtle moment of Gandalf showcasing his powers. Because so much of this chapter is dedicated to. Saruman's amazing ability of uh, persuasion, you know, through his his magical speaking abilities. And yet, in just one sentence, he's completely at the mercy of Gandalf. So it's like, does it not follow that Gandalf's ability is just so, so much beyond what Saruman is capable of? Um, also, kind of made me think about the Benny Gesserit voice control. So... Oh, good connection. Gotta throw that yeah, out Yeah, but there. I was thinking the same thing. And the very last, literally, my last note here, 
Um, Gandalf, uh, on my copy, it's page 189 towards the end of the chapter, just a little bit after that comeback Sarum online. He says, Behold, I am Gandalf the White. You have no color now. And I was kind of wondering... Um, actually, I, I don't know if I'm paraphrasing because that's from my notes. Let me just uh, find it real quick. He says, Behold, I am not Gandalf the Grey whom you betrayed. I am Gandalf the White who has returned from death. You have no color now, and I cast you from the Order and from the Council. That's the full line. Yep. And then he, uh, that's when he breaks the staff, too. It is, yes, which we also remarked on as, like, really badass, really great moment. Um, but I was wondering, like, something about the way that Gandalf phrased that made me kind of stop and consider if there's just one wizard of any one color and Saruman, who was Saruman the White, renounced his color in the search for greater power. He became Saruman of many colors, which like maybe would seem to follow that if colors represent like different um, pillars or kinds of like wizard power to be of many colors would represent some kind of like ultimate command of like all forms of wizardry. That perhaps. might be where that might be white where white comes from because white is the combination of all colors of light. Well, maybe, I mean, following that idea then, it's like that would that would show that, like, being of the white color would trump the many colors because it's like it's a misunderstanding mm. of color combination in the first place, right? To your point, right. Josh, if, if white would represent, like, the perfect purity of, like, all colors coming together, then to be of many colors is kind of like... Oh right, sorry. Oh, I, I thought or an imitation. I, I got distracted, but yeah, I think being of many colors would be more of like a rainbow, like like all the colors are there, like together. I think in this context, so right. And and so what I was saying is like, could it be that there's just one wizard of any one color at a time? Like maybe you can't have more than one white wizard. And so like when Saruman renounces his color and Gandalf comes back from the dead, that's like, he's reborn into this new color that like no wizard occupies. Maybe. Um, I think we get a number. There's like only six wizards or something. Was that in this chapter? Uh, I don't think from this chapter. I do think they've mentioned it before, and honestly, I think that might have been at the end of The Hobbit. No, because I, 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 I remember seeing it recently. Oh, I don't recall. Yeah. So hmm. if you find it, um, let me know, but I don't remember that. I'll, I will be looking. Um, but uh, that was kind of... So, so, anyways, that's just speculation. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm sure that answer's in the Silmarillion, whatever. Uh, but the other thing was kind of touching on, I think this was from our last episode, too, recounting um, Gandalf coming back. Uh, Josh. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's literally, like, two paragraphs ahead of when he breaks the staff. Or, or like, is oh, yelling at him. Yeah. Uh, Saruman's face grew livid, twisted with rage, and a red light was kindled in his eyes. He laughed wildly. Later, he cried. And his voice rose to a scream. Later, 
Yes, when you also have the keys to Baradur itself, I suppose, and the crowns of the seven kings and the rods of the five wizards, and have purchased yourself a pair of boots many sizes larger than those you wear now. A modest plan, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, apparently oh. there are five wizards. Oh, that's true. And that's interesting because we or know the five wizards who have staffs. Right. So there's there's two wizards we don't know about. So far, yes. Which is interesting. Um, that's cool. I completely forgot about that. So thank you, Josh. Um, and then wrapping up uh, my point here. Wait, does Gandalf count as two, though? Gandalf the Grey and Gandalf the White? And Monty Python had the Holy Grail's Black Knight? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry. Do you know how hard it is for me to to not sing that song every time I see Gandalf the White spelled out? Yeah. Uh, anyways, I don't think so, Connor. But uh, maybe. Anyways, I was going to say, so last episode, Connor and I were saying, hey, we think Gandalf literally actually died and came back. And Josh, you were like, well, I'm not so sure I see it that way. Um, feels like it's kind of open to interpretation. And I, I think that's, like, fair. But for what it's worth, Gandalf does explicitly say in this line... He's come back from death. Yes. He could mean it, like, dramatically. Of, yeah, it could be brink of death, meaning. Yeah. I mean, but it, this is probably the most explicit statement from Gandalf that he, he died. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the other people were throughout the, the books were saying like, oh, he fell. Gandalf has fallen. Right. And they act like that means death, like he fell in battle or something. But there was a lot of double meanings up to this point. Now it, it literally is like back from death. And you have to kind of stretch it to look at the he didn't actually die standpoint, but something he did transform. Right. There was a, there was a metamorphosis at some point. Yeah, and in fact, um, I don't know if I'm going to find it now because I didn't, I didn't think about it. But anyways, I think in the last chapter when uh, Mary and Pippin meet back up with Gandalf, I feel like there was another moment that they uh, mentioned briefly where it's like it shows Gandalf like remembering his previous life. I'm not going to waste my time searching for it, but I do feel like there was another moment somewhere in this in these in uh, this section these these two chapters, where uh, Gandalf has some sort of a line or a mention where it also kind of hints at like he's kind of piecing his past life together in in real time as he's going through his life as Gandalf the White now, which I still think is just like a really fascinating idea. Uh, I like that a lot, so I wish I had my specific note. But anyways, I think it's there. That's all. So, uh, yeah, in all, I did think this was a cool chapter. And also, I liked how dialogue-heavy it was, because Tolkien usually does not write that way. Usually a lot more <laughs> description-based. So it was cool to have a chapter that was just um, mostly the back and forth between you know, very powerful and intriguing characters in their own right. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was just cool to see, uh, Gandalf and everyone else come out on top. This, to me, this kind of felt like a resolution to what we've been reading through in the book so far. Josh had mentioned we are just over 
halfway through the book. And uh, yeah, in, yeah. In, indeed, in my in my copy, I think we are just just a little bit over halfway done. Don't know what's coming next for us. Do we get like, Frodo and Sam in the last chapter? I don't. I would have guessed it would have happened by now. I know, of course. Yeah, I would have absolutely guessed that as well. Oops. Uh, part of me is wondering, you know, if if we really are wrapping up this whole Saruman plot line and these characters are now back together again, I'm kind of wondering if in the next section we'll get our switch. That's that's kind of what I'm wondering. I'm wondering, is this book structured where, like, the first half is uh, the the reuniting of Mary Pippin, Legolas, Gimli, Frodo, or sorry, um, Aragorn, and then even Gandalf. Like, is is it like those characters coming together? And then is the latter half of this book going to be, hey, what's actually happening with Frodo and Sam? But yeah, I'm really not sure. They? I mean, it, it it's. It, I feel like it's kind of got to be, but maybe not. I, I I don't know. Yeah. It it feels like it would be crazy if we didn't get Frodo and Sam at all until Return of the King because it's like there's just there's a lot that happens for them, isn't there? There's just one, you know. That's the last book, right? It's like everything everything that like you imagine happening at the end of Lord of the Rings. It's like it's got to happen in that book. So it feels like some of that time has to be in the two towers, right? But yeah, I don't know the the arc of the story like you guys do, but um, oh. but like part of me is like, well, if this book is like this group, then the next book is is mostly Frodo and Sam. But then I'm like, well, they have to so... be all together at some point again. So I don't, I don't know. So I, I was going to say you would think. that I have looked at some of the chapter titles as I've been counting chapters. Um, so I, I think things are going to get changed up pretty quickly, but I just looked at the table of contents at the beginning of the book. Uh, we only have one chapter left in this section of the two towers, the book three. Oh yeah. We're, we're going into book four. Okay. So oh. since we do like chapters, can answer it. Yeah. So since we do two chapters of podcast, does that mean we're going to be doing chapter 11, uh, which is the final chapter of book three and uh, chapter one of book four? Yes. Okay. I think that so. That's my question then. Yes, it does mean that. So next time we will be starting the next book of the two towers. So get ready for another very confusing introduction where we relay that information to you as competently as we are capable of. And you're going to love does that it. Mean, uh, does that mean we're done? Is there anything else we want to say about this chapter before we officially wrap up? That's it um, for me. No, yeah, I didn't have a lot of notes this time around. I think you did a much better job of covering the contents of both chapters. So, typical English majors. Yeah, I know. Fucking <laughs> assholes. I'm deeply in debt. <laughs> Anyways, this was a uh, a good talk. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad yeah, we got I'm to really, go over these chapters. I'm really glad we, we did end up podcasting tonight, despite yeah. the uh, scheduling and technical difficulties. Me too. Yeah, me too. Um, well, if you want to check out our Patreon 
Things are popping off over there. Gets better and better. Patreon.com slash chapter chumps. You can follow us on social media. We are at chapter chumps um, on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can email us at chapterchumpspod at gmail.com. Um, if you just want to say hi or, you know, send us maybe like a chain letter, chain mail, where we, we love that. <laughs> love getting chain mail. Um, but until next time. Can, can you do the duck, Josh? <laughs> cool. <laughs>